Hey everyone, welcome back to the Pilot's Wife podcast. This is Amy McLaren and I wanted to talk today in this episode 30 about the true meaning of marriage and also why I'm sitting in a car park at the beach in the dark by myself while Josh puts the kids in bed, um, does the dinner in the bath and puts them in bed and doesn't know that I'm sitting here in a car park. (laughs) So here's the question. For those of us who don't have a picture-perfect relationship, who don't put our highlights reel on social media and pretend it's all rosy, where can I get some down-to-earth inspiration without any religious barriers? Who can give me real-life encouragement, help me be a better spouse, and tell me how to get an even more enriching relationship without becoming a doormat? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Amy McLaren, and this is the Pilot's Wife Podcast. So, it all happened pretty innocently. I was invited to a kind of like a a function or an event with Josh tonight, and it had been kind of postponed and put off because of lockdowns and not being able to meet in, in large groups and stuff. And so it's finally, it finally was going ahead tonight. But on the weekend, just gone, we Josh and I went down to Taupo so that he could run his 100-kilometer ultramarathon, which he's been training for all year. And it went so well. It was really good. But anyway, we kind of maxed out our babysitters because each grandparent kind of set only only wanted only could deal or only felt like they wanted to deal with one of our children so we kind of farmed one out to one set of grandparents and and the other grandchild to the other and so we kind of maxed them out and so we didn't want to ask them again a few days later one of them to babysit so we decided that I would just go because it's kind of my contact more than his and he would stay home and look after the kids. Uh, meanwhile, he's just started this new job as a construction project manager, and it's uh, not only kind of you know learning the ropes of the new job, but his boss, after about a week, went away for a two-week holiday, and he's kind of like uh, trying to figure everything out about what's going on on all these projects he's kind of been given, and she knows all the information, but she's away, and he kind of just wants her to have a holiday because she's really hard worker, and she just when she's at work she's crazy busy, but then when she's on holiday uh, I think she's pretty good at relaxing and not doing any work and so he didn't want to bother her and so he's faced a few kind of tricky issues and is trying to figure out what's going on anyway so he's working a lot of long hours in this first couple of weeks in this job trying to figure things out and stuff so he'll kind of work all day and then he'll come home and work in the evenings at the moment and tonight we'd arranged that he was going to come a bit early come home a bit early so that he could take on the kids and then I was going to have to leave early because it was on the other side of the city and I had to drive during rush hour so I needed a bit of time to get there. And so because he's just been so busy and he's been doing so much work, he's uh, he's kind of like, like his brain is just so full of work <laughs> that he forgot. Well, he, he didn't. He just, he forgot like what time he was supposed to be home. And he's like, so you want me to be home at four thirty, eh? And I was like, um, four o'clock. He was like, oh, I'll probably be home about quarter past five. <laughs> and the function was starting at five thirty. It was going to take an hour and a quarter to get there. And so, by the time he got home, I was like, okay, see ya. I'm out the door. And but I didn't really talk to him <laughs> about my plan. But I. I changed my plan because it was only a two-hour function and I was going to get there at like maybe 6.30 and maybe 6.45 
and then it was going to finish at 7.30. So I decided that, you know, I'm going to make the most of not being on dinner duty tonight because it's been a little bit crazy for me. Like, he's been home for sort of four months or more, and then suddenly he's got this job and he's not at home during the day, and then at night he's busy working as well. So I was kind of like, oh, I'm just going to take the opportunity to have someone else cook their dinner for the kids and bath them and put them to bed. And so... I just hopped in the car, I drove down to the local takeaways and I got Chinese fried rice because <laughs> Josh really doesn't like Chinese and um, and I've been just hanging out to have Chinese for a while now and so I just did it, I'm like, I'm just going to have dinner by myself, by myself <laughs> and it was so good, but anyway, um, so I, I took the, the Chinese and I headed down to the local beach and, I, and then I was just... I was just listening to audiobook because I don't really read books. I just listen to books because I'm usually the time that I have to listen or read is when I'm driving. So I just sat here and ate dinner and listened to a fictional story and it was just so nice. But Josh didn't know that that was my plan. He still thought I was going to this function. So anyway, yeah, I'll tell him when I get home, but at the moment <laughs> he doesn't know. He might find out when he listens to this podcast. <laughs> so anyway, um, I was going to talk about the true meaning of marriage and kind of the the reason that this is relevant and I'll I'll get to it is when we when we run our our marriage training courses, the first thing we go over is I guess what makes a successful marriage. And we have this three critical success factors thing. And the first one's love, and that's not just talking about love and you have to be in love but it's just understanding like the difference between conditional love and unconditional love and how you know when you get married you just feel this this love that you think is unconditional but then you've got to look back at your past and your you know your experiences of love growing up to understand what you really think about what love means and you know if you're a kid that wasn't loved if you were bad but you're only loved if you were good you know that's conditional love and you know kind of knowing the difference and so being, being prepared to understand what unconditional love means in marriage if you want to have a successful marriage. And then the second one is about commitment. And it's not just, yeah, we said that we'd do this, so let's do it. It's kind of saying, like, why you do commitment. Like, what makes, why does commitment make a marriage work? And talking about investment and stuff. And then the third one is oneness. So a lot of kind of marriage stuff and topics just talk about communication but really it's more than communication it's it's like communication with a purpose it's like it's to create that oneness it's to create not just two people from different backgrounds you know kind of living in harmony but two people from different backgrounds like joining together as one like it really is that's the the most successful marriage you can have is when you've joined together as one. And I don't mean that in in the way of losing your individualness. I mean that in terms of making such a freaking awesome team that you can achieve anything together. And it's actually quite a powerful thing. Like unity is um is is actually like this natural force. It's kinda of like, you know, there's like natural gravity and you know, have you heard of like the law of giving? I remember Oprah talked about it on one of her shows. Like the, there's like this law of giving. Like if you give, it comes back to you. Um, I mean, it's a biblical term, but even you know people who aren't who don't believe in that stuff have experienced it. Especially like I, I think like wealthy people experience this kind of like 
fundamentally and kind of know how much of a role it's played in their wealth. But anyway, I digress. But anyway, so there's this kind of there's there's this amazing power that comes from being in unity. And so we we talk about those three factors as being um, you know critical for a successful marriage. And but but what they all come down to what the true meaning of marriage is like and what everybody is seeking is this this unmatchable connection with someone like a closeness and a, a connectivity with one person that you cannot get anywhere else and the reason you can't get it anywhere else is because it takes such a long time to form like to really get strong so you have an initial attraction between each other and you you know that you love each other and you love things about each other but it's not till you live the life together, you know, form the team, go through hard stuff and come out the other side and, and continually develop the closeness that you can really understand how amazingly connected you can feel with someone. And we all kind of desire that. So it's not just, you know, there's not, there, there is kind of this perception of there's a female um, versus, and a male difference here. But when, when it comes down to it, you know, a guy desires a woman to be by his side and, and come through life with him just as much as a, a woman wants a man, you know, by her side and, and doing life together too. So we all have this innate kind of fundamental desire. I can't say all, but I would say most then. This, this fundamental desire to have that close connection with someone. And when a marriage goes wrong, it's because one or the other person kind of senses or imagines, you know, a, a breach or a, a kind of like a, a threat to that connection or to that closeness, and they react to it. And so it's not necessarily that there is a breach or, or a lack of closeness, but that they, that they perceive that, and so they react to it. And if, and if you can imagine when you react to it and it's not actually there, but the person then, you know, feels some kind of hard feelings about it, and then they might react to those and... Um, you know, those kinds of things start to kind of spiral and stuff. And so the reason that I am kind of connecting this to me being in the parking lot <laughs> is that I, uh, you know, with all this lockdown stuff and Josh has been made redundant and, you know, he's he's been a pilot for so long that... Um, you know, and the, and like the, the, this podcast is called The Pilot's Wife and I'm still kind of like, do I change the title because he's no longer a pilot at the moment? He's, you know, a project manager, but fundamentally is always going through the back of his mind like, oh, this is hard work. This new job is hard work. I just want to fly planes. And I know that, it, you know, like if he could... If he could run a construction company and he could compare that with being, you know, like over time, if he got to that point and he compared that with being a pilot, you know, I wonder, if, and if he had a choice of both, I wonder which he'd go for because he had, we had been discussing this for a while. Like, you know, it's hard for him to not be at home and be around the kids when they're going through these milestones in their lives and all that sort of stuff. And, and you know, to be around, you know, be there for me and, and us, you know, like having to deal with, full on he's always home and then full on he's totally not there you know it's quite a hard kind of life to get accustomed to but I actually think I had got quite accustomed to it because I'm um I like my alone time and so having been having having had everyone around me 
for so many so many months on end has been uh, I think I've done really really well to not get more upset than I have <laughs> but tonight being able to just head off do you know it's really hard for me to just like to plan this like I would never have done this if it was like okay tonight I'm going to take the night off and I'm going to go out and get Josh's agreement with it like I would I'd feel so guilty that I was doing that whereas because it happened by accident and it was kind of planned anyway I just took advantage of it and went it was fine but I really enjoy this time of just nobody interrupting me and when I'm in the park, in the car park, and he doesn't know. And I'm sorry. There's, I'm in the dark, and there's some dodgy person walking around my car with a hood on. And he's passed. Um, so when I'm <laughs> when I'm in a car park by myself, and he doesn't know, it's not that. You know, like I've created that 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 breach to our closeness that he doesn't know that I'm here because something that kind of you know is, is about me so it's it's not about him at all like I um I love him and we have this wonderful relationship so if you can imagine so much of the time when people have breaches of closeness or disconnectedness it's just not on purpose people are just not doing that to sabotage a relationship and I just think so often we when we're hurt in a relationship we feel like the other person's doing it on purpose, whereas when when we do something, it's like, oh, well, you know, there's a reason for it, and it's not because of you, and blah blah blah. Actually, there's this. This is a really common kind of theory in psychology. I just can't remember the what it's called, but it's, you know, it's when somebody, if somebody does something to us, we imagine that they did it on purpose and kind of like with evil intent. But when we do it to someone else, it's kind of like, oh, it wasn't, you know. It wasn't on purpose. It was an accident. I didn't mean it, you know. But when, but we, if you see the same thing happen to us, it's like, oh, they did mean it. They did it on purpose, and it wasn't an accident. Anyway, so it's 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 like a common thing that we that we perceive the other person when they hurt us to have done it on purpose. When it's pretty usually not. And this is the best illustration of this is this famous book called How to Win Friends and Influence People and the first chapter is like the whole chapter is a story of a criminal who's like a serial killer has killed all these people and when he gets caught and he gets arrested he's like but you know it, it wasn't my fault and blah 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 he was justified in what he was doing and the kind of the moral of the story of the first chapter was even the worst criminals don't think they've done anything wrong <laughs> like they don't think they they, they didn't do it on purpose. It was an accident. It wasn't their fault. They're not doing it on purpose to hurt people, right? So if if that's even the worst criminals, like you can just imagine your husband or wife, they're not hurting you on purpose. They're not doing stuff with malicious intent to hurt you or to breach your closeness or to break your relationship. And so it's really important, like just to keep that objective view because that we, we are so, like some of us can be really sensitive to you know, a threat to that closeness and we feel like somebody's done something to us therefore they don't love us anymore and it's it's really important to keep that objectivity and remember even if this is the only thing you remember from this podcast just remember that it's the other person and they're not doing it on purpose and so for me I'm always trying to work out why did why did they do that what what was the reason for that and even tonight like I 
I really struggled. I think it must be something wrong with me, but I was I found it really hard to get angry with Josh for being so late and forgetting about this function. I was really looking forward to going and I just couldn't get angry with him <laughs> even though it made it made me not be able to go because I couldn't I, he doesn't really doesn't do that very often that's one thing right it's really, I mean if he was doing it all the time it's kind of a different story but also I guess I feel like I know him and I know that he wanted me to go because he he knew that that was something special for me and he would never have just purposefully gone oh I'm not going to go home yet I don't care if Amy can't go like I just don't I just don't think he would do that and I like to think that even if he did that I would have a higher opinion of him than that given the benefit of the doubt on the other hand when he knows that I want his help and he deliberately does something else then I then I'll get angry (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or upset but for this particular instance I know it wasn't it wasn't intentional and it, isn't that the thing like it's all about whether it was an intentional thing or not and if somebody meant to do it then it's bad but if they didn't you know it's a whole different thing because we're always talking about that with our kids like you know they have arguments it's like oh that was by accident you know she didn't do it on purpose you can't go and hit her for you know doing that accidental thing whereas another time it's like oi <laughs> you can't just hit her for no reason you did that on purpose you know it's kind of like um we're, we're still going through that as adults <laughs> we try and teach our kids that stuff but who's telling us oi you know they didn't do that on purpose <laughs> we don't have really anyone telling us when we're adults we have to try and figure it out for ourselves so anyway i hope that's helped and um i better go home now and tell josh what i was really up to so Hope you have a good week. Thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you next week. Ka kite.